This is episode 45 of the History of Podcast. My name's Robert, and today's episode is the history of American cheese. I am so glad you're tuning in, and I think I was the only person to ever go on the Kraft website and spend some time on the individually wrapped American processed cheese food singles page. Now my laptop has a bunch of cheese ads, so how about that? To start, I have the egg carton count, and this week's egg carton count is 55. Super excited about that, and if you're new here, uh, then what that means is I have 55 foam egg cartons all around my tiny, uh, tiny recording studio, and yeah, so I'm just being closed in by, by egg cartons. I should probably make an update on that on Instagram. I don't know. But to start the history of American cheese, breaking news. American cheese was actually invented in Switzerland. And in 1916, James L. Kraft, you can already see where this is going, patented a concoction of shredded, repasteurized cheddar with sodium phosphate into homogeneity. And so let's back up, because there's a lot that happened before this. And you're probably asking why, why the sodium phosphate was necessary. So first off, cows aren't even native to America. So the Spanish settlers were the first to bring bovine to continental North America. And skip a few years to colonial America, and we get the rising popularity of cheddar cheese. And it was relatively cheap, and it held up to humidity and a range of temperatures much better than other cheeses. And unlike blue cheese or goat cheese, it has a relatively universal taste that just about everyone can agree upon. And in the late 18th century, or around 1790 or so after America had gained its independence, uh, Americans began producing enough cheddar commercially to export back to England. And still, Europeans laughed at America for trying to copy what they had mastered over millennia. But up until this point, cheese was really only produced on the grassroots level. There was no, there were no large factories. Um, it was it was very homegrown. And so by 1851. Jesse Williams founded America's first successful commercial cheese factory in central upstate New York. And some other cheese factories had popped up a few years earlier in Ohio, but they didn't last very long. A big reason for Williams' success was the rising demand during the Civil War effort. And soon after this factory set a foothold in the market, more cheese factories would crop up in northeast Ohio and Wisconsin. And these had to be places that were close to dairy farms. So kind of think on the map of the geography of uh, what would be the best places to raise cattle. And then close by, you would find those cheese factories. And there was one company in particular, the Shefford Cheese Company, located in the heart of cheese country, Buffalo, New York. And the company saw a new secretary and treasurer in 1902, somebody who had just immigrated from Ontario, Canada. And his name was James Kraft. Now, Kraft worked for this cheese company for a year or so, and in 1903, Kraft was on a business trip to Chicago, and the Shefford Cheese Company, so pretty much his boss, without warning, said, you're out. So Kraft was stuck in Chicago with $65 left in his name. And I guess you need money to make money, so it's good he had those $65. So Kraft rented a horse and wagon and started a business buying cheese from wholesalers, transporting it to grocers, and then selling it to those small stores. And at first, that job sounds just like arbitrage or a useless middleman, but Kraft was actually doing the stores a great service by bringing the cheese to them. He saved them time and effort by going out and dealing with the cheese wholesalers himself. And in 1909, 
James Craft hired his brothers, Charles, Frederick, John, and Norman, and incorporated the company as J.L. Craft and Brothers Company. And the company grew enough to establish its own factory, making and packaging cheese. And then we get to the part where Kraft started experimenting with alterations to improve the shelf life and sometimes bitter or unpredictable taste of cheddar cheese. And one big factor in cheddar's short window of freshness was the separation of oils from the solids. So Kraft determined that if he heated it up and stirred it on high speed, along with some secret ingredients, the cheese would become homogenous and bing bang boom, you have American cheese. And in 1916, Kraft patented his concoction of shredded repasteurized cheddar mixed with sodium phosphate. And that's the secret ingredient, but he didn't actually include it in the patent just to kind of keep it a trade secret. And of course, this was an absolute block of plastic that he had created, but we love that stuff in America. And really, it lengthened the shelf life and Kraft was able to upcharge for it, even though it wasn't made of expensive cheddar at all. So... You're probably getting confused right now because I just said cheddar, but surprise, surprise, uh, American cheese is really exactly the same as cheddar, except it's processed and homogenized, uh, and the distinctive American cheese taste is sodium phosphate. So there, I've popped your love for American cheese forever. At the beginning, I said American cheese was actually invented in Switzerland, and that's only partly true because... Even though Walter Gerber and Fritz uh, Stelter of the Phoenix Cheese Company might have technically been the first to experiment with repasteurization on Swiss cheese, James Kraft was the first to the patent office. So really, he's, he's the inventor in my books. And all this talk of repasteurized cheese passing as regular cheese made cheese purists pretty mad. So American cheese had to be distinguished as pasteurized process cheese. And Just so you know, anything between 51 and 100% cheese is cheese food, and anything under 51% cheese is cheese product. And this brings us to the nostalgic Kraft Singles we all know and maybe love. Kraft Singles were introduced in 1950, and you can buy Kraft Singles on Amazon, which kind of bothers me, Um, but I'll read a part of this ad in a Time magazine issued in 1950 because I think it's... I think it's hilarious, and so here we go. Now, no more guessing why you buy ready-sliced cheeses. Here's grand flavor every time. Perfect slices every time. And then they have in parentheses, no slivers, no dried-out edges, with an exclamation point. They're craft-protected slices, sealed in such a neat half-pound package. Some women, quote, can't believe it holds eight slices. Why does that even matter? Like, I don't care that it holds eight slices in half, I don't know. The appeal of advertising was so different then than it is now because the words slivers, dried out edges, and half pound, like those really turned me off from this cheese. And older advertisements also go into overly specific details. And this ad goes on to elaborate on how the cheese slices are packaged right after they're cut. It's like they're appealing to the rational side of our brain or something like that, but somewhere down the line, advertisers figured out that people don't buy with reason, or at least they don't anymore, because a com- a cheese com- uh, a cheese commercial now would just show close-ups of the cheese melting with no words, and that would be enough to make us buy the cheese, but apparently old, uh, old 
advertisements just go into like rational details that nobody cares about anymore. I think it's interesting how that all changed. And I've been pondering doing the history of advertising uh, potentially in the future. And I know that would be a really big episode, probably like fractional reserve banking size. But if that's something you all would listen to, then please, I have an email. You can just tell me. I didn't realize that today Kraft owns Grey Poupon, Jell-O, Kool-Aid, Oscar Mayer, like the, the lunch meat, and Planters Peanuts. And some people know this. I didn't before writing this episode that Cheese Whiz is just Kraft American cheese in a phase between solid and liquid, which makes sense when you think about it. And even though Cheese Whiz was created in 1952 by Kraft, an established American company, it actually still originates in Europe. And so here's how. It starts with a sandwich called the Welsh Rarebit, which is just a piece of toast with cheese sauce on top served in English taverns since the 1700s. And so in these taverns, everyone would already be drunk, and so they would serve the Welsh Rarebit, and nobody would know the difference. Nobody cares. They're already drunk. And even though the Welsh rarebit is a pretty cheap sandwich, making large batches of cheese sauce from scratch can be a lot of hard work and lots of temperature control and, you know, vigorous stirring. So Kraft looked at, uh, looked to their English market and came up with Cheese Whiz. And now all that hard work is in a jar and all you have to do is heat it up. And Cheese Whiz was introduced in England in 1952 and in America in 1953. And I thought I might note that Edward Trainsman, one of the food scientists who worked on Cheese Whiz, was the same guy who invented the process by which McDonald's flash freezes its fries. And I could keep talking about Velveeta and Easy Cheese, but to be honest, I personally would not listen to that or enjoy that. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty cheesed out for the day. So see you next time. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, Don't listen to the next episode just yet. I'd appreciate if you could take just 10 seconds to rate or write a review for The History Of. It really does make the episodes better. And if you think you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, tell them about The History Of, their new favorite podcast, and you might just make their day. I'd like to thank you all for your gracious, loyal support. And until the next one, I'm Robert Lakatosh. Thanks for listening.